All right, and welcome back to the extra point. We took a two-week break, but we are back. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? Doing good, Wes. How are you? Yeah, it's been a while. Kind of excited for this show. Yeah, it's been a long time. We need to get back into some sports talk. There's tons of stuff to talk about and tons of stuff I want to talk about. But first of all, what were you doing these last couple weeks? You know, um, being a high school coach here in um, Florida over here at Flagler Palm Coast High School, we have a spring ball down here. Not many high schools in the country actually get the opportunity to have a spring football. So that's what we were doing the last month. And um, it was fun. You know, um, hot, obviously, being here in Florida, and it was a grind. We had 19 practices, and then we finished off our spring game last week at home against Fleming Island, who's a very credible team. We ended up winning that game 14-2. to Wow. Yeah, um, success. And um, it was good to see um, a couple former players uh, that are in college right now. And very good. Our coach, Roland, who coached at Mainland, uh, Ja'Kai Polite, who was drafted in the third round by the um, by the Jets, he was there um, supporting us. And, um, yeah, it was very cool. And he got put into a really good situation. You know, they got um, Leonard Williams, a former Mainland player where he played, and um, Quinton Williams, the number, was he, three or four pick in the draft, right. went there. And then they got Ja'Kai, who actually fell. He was a projected first-round pick. And he fell in the third round, so it looks like the Jets are going to have a tough D-line. But, yeah, that's kind of what I was up to. What about you, bud? Not a whole lot. Just been very busy between work and stuff here at home. You know, putting out fires, no pun intended. You know you know the backstory on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll save that one for another show, right? Absolutely. Hey, football's right around the corner, though, man. I can kind of smell it, man. Yeah. Summertime is here. We are um, getting close. OTAs are starting. You know, I'm seeing Nick Foles on the field throwing dimes to Chris Conley. That makes me excited. As a yeah. Jags fan, I love seeing that. But it's nice to see all the rookies get out there and starting to fit into their positions and, you know, get get that NFL experience. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, um, I think there's a lot of excitement, you know, around here for the Jaguars, you know, especially for you. You know, anytime you get a new quarterback in town, a high-profile quarterback, something to be excited about. Yeah, it, it, it's it's going to be interesting moving forward to see what he does. I know he's already taken a good grasp of the playbook, which they built basically around Nick Foles, and they've now shared to the rest of the team. The rest of the team, according to Foles, is picking it up pretty quick, which is really nice. The The run-pass option I see being huge in our team right now. Right. Uh, John Filippo, the OC for the Jags, basically came out and said, this team's going to run on Fournette. It'll live and die with Fournette. So he, he's going to have to have a big season for the offense to be successful. Whether that's a smoke screen or not, we'll see. Filippo got in trouble kind of up in Minnesota because he didn't run, run the ball with Dalvin Cook. I'm willing to give that to injury, but Fournette's experienced the same kind of issues coming out. Both drafted in the same year, him and Cook. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think Fournette, you know, he's had a good offseason. He's been working out with a bunch of people, getting himself right mentally and physically. I, I just like what I see. I hope everything works well with him. You know, there's a whole different situation going on on defense with Telvin Smith, obviously, with what's been going on with him and personal matters that he hasn't really talked to anybody about. I'm sure by this time he's reached out to the team, um, although there's nothing to confirm that just yet. So whatever's going on with him i do wish him the best he's a great player and a great person absolutely he's like one of the you know kind of a local boy that you know played football over at florida state yep. and uh, we wish him the best for whatever he has going on as far as personal issues or family issues or whatnot but um hey i mean at the end of the day you know if, you know family comes first and you know your um you know health or whatever he's going through comes first and if he takes a year off that's okay, man. You know, you got to get your situation right, you know, outside of football. Football's not everything. So, 
I couldn't. I can see him coming back and uh, you know making a factor next year. Hopefully, if I, I really hope so. And it, I'm glad to see Maroney in the in the first press conference after it was announced. He he just came up straight forward, didn't wait for the question to hit him. He tackled it right and said, you know, let's put football to the side. And let's focus on whatever else is going on. I just hope Telvin knows that we're here from him. And, again, that was Maroon. You know, that's paraphrasing what he said um, in regards to Telvin Smith being out. Not much of the rest of the front office has commented on it at this time. But, again, Telvin, we wish you the best. Hope, yeah, uh, hope everything's that, good. And that's great to have a head coach and, you know, that kind of support system, you know, because um, at the end of the day, a lot of these teams out there, owners and front office, you know, they don't really, you know, pay attention to your personal life as much and, all they care about is what you do on the football field. And um, just hearing that, you know, from, you know, your head coach giving support, you know, for um, what's going on in his personal life right now is uh, comforting if you're a Jaguars fan. Yeah, and again, wish him the best as far as how it will play out with the defensive scheme. I don't think it's all set in stone just yet. I know Josh Allen's a very versatile player. He can move into a lot of spots. I don't think that will happen where he'll step into that linebacker spot. I think he's going to stay right up front. I'd like to see uh, Ryan that we picked up from the Packers yeah. take that middle linebacker role and Miles Jack move back out to the outside and maybe in Telvin's role. I think that would be great for him play maybe a little bit of a nickel package. Right. would be nice, you know, considering we have a little bit more depth at corner right now than we do at linebacker, but we'll see what happens. Uh, they have uh, options. Yeah, so, op- um, options are available. I, I believe in that in that team and, and them getting it set right. My, my biggest concern really at this point is the offense still. I want to see the offense progress and get better. I think D.D. Westbrook can be a great option for Nick Foles. I yes. think Chris Conley could have a comeback year should he you know step up. They've been hitting back and forth really well. Jeff Schwamm coming from Dallas. I like him as well as a tight end pickup. Great, great blocking tight end. Yeah. yeah, they didn't throw many balls to him over there in Dallas, but he really hasn't had that many opportunities. But we know that Foles likes to utilize his tight ends a lot, having Ertz in the past. So. Right, and, and he really said something about it pre-draft about wanting a, a playmaking tight end. And although Jacksonville, you know, they did draft one in the third round. Right. Um, I think they were looking for a first-round talent, preferably. Hawkinson but or um, who's font, the other one? Noah or font, font. Noah Font. Correct. Right. Yeah. But that's okay. We'll see how that works out. And there's tons of time and tons of, you know, opportunities to grow and mature and build that offense into something special. I just hope that we get something going by week one. Yeah, and like you were saying, though, I mean, this team this year, I think, is really going to live and die, obviously, off of, um, you know, you get Nick Foles in town, and, you know, the expectations are really high. But, you know, Fournette, I mean, you know, this is – I'm not going to say this is a, you know, do-or-die year for him, but they say he's been looking great in the offseason. He's in the best shape he's ever been. I've seen some videos floating around on Instagram. I mean, he looks cut. He looks ripped. Yep. You know, as long as he can stay away from, you know, those nagging injuries as it kind of, you know, hurt him the last couple of years. Um, when he's healthy, I mean, he's he's a beast. I mean, he there's is. no question about he is. it. And, and also uh, another point with the uh, additions on the offensive line, I think they're going to get a little bit stronger there. I think they're going to do better on the offensive line. Jawan Taylor's there. You get Cam Robinson back. You get basically the majority of your offensive line back. Norwell got injured. Linder got injured. Uh, I mean, every offensive lineman basically got injured on, on that team last year, and that was a big thing. That was a big deal that was not really talked about as much. It wasn't covered. It was kind of just like, oh, well, Bortles isn't making the right plays. Well, Bortles was under a lot of pressure last year. But, he was. He you was know. on his back a lot. So let me ask you this, Wes. Do you think Jawan Taylor is pretty much almost a penciled-in starter going into the beginning of the season next year? I do. I do. I have him yeah. as my starter week one. Him and then Cam on the outsides, uh, Linder yeah. Norwell. 
Uh, and then that last spot is kind of up for. I mean, we were talking about a guy that was mocked in a lot of people's draft, you know, in the top ten, and then you guys stole him. What second pick in the second round? You guys moved up. Yeah, we moved round. up to pick him. Uh, you know, second or third pick. It was it, one of those in the second round. Second or third pick in the second round. You guys moved up. And it's not the first time that we've done something like that with Miles Jack. We did the same thing. Miles yeah. Jack was expected to go to us in the first round. We ended up getting him in the second round for a steal, and he turned out to be a great player. You know, I'd like to see him take another step forward this year, especially with the absence of Telvin Smith. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. All right, moving on, we're going to move into a little bit of over-under. Over-under. So we got a few topics here that I looked up over the last few weeks, and I'm curious on your thoughts of them. I'll give you the topic, and then you're going to tell me if you think it'll be over the projected number or under the projected number. Let's do it. All right, first storyline. OBJ, and again, this was a couple weeks ago, says uh, he will make the Browns the new Patriots. He will make the Browns the new Patriots. Now, I took kind of offense with that statement, one, because – that's Baker Mayfield's team at this point right now, in my opinion. It's Baker Mayfield's team. He's he he pretty much said, "Hey, I'm I'm running the show here." So it'll be interesting to see how I mean, those... you're the quarterback. You're running the show. Yeah, yeah. number one pick in the draft. So exactly, it's obviously his show. It, it is. It'll be interesting to see how those two, I you know, heads butt all season long because I think that's going to end up being a problem. And like I said, this I don't see this being an immediate overhaul. This going into next year, it's just I don't see it with Kitchens. OBJ says all that he's going to make them the next Patriots, and then shows up to one of one of the OTAs. One one, and then this is the next ones. Uh, so anyway, I have them at over or under eight and a half wins. I'm going under. I mean, you know, OBJ, you got to relax a little bit, man. I mean, I know it's a really exciting time right now to be a Browns fan with all the um, acquisitions they made, trading for Odell Beckham. Last year they got Landry in. They drafted Baker Mayfield, who looked really good last year. And um, uh, they, they built up that defense, too, in the offseason. They have uh, two stud defense ends, pass rushers. But it's going to take some time. I mean, you're not going to just jump in and you know with all these new players and that chemistry is not going to just hit you right away. You're not gonna just going to go out there and just light it up. You know, it's um, – they're playing in the number one. A lot of these guys are playing in the AFC. You're playing against a lot of different competition that you never yep. played before. It's going to take time to get that chemistry. I'm going under. I mean, it's it's an exciting time for the Browns fans, but I mean, don't. I mean, I think they're going to win. You know, last year they were very close to you know, they lost, Yeah, they lost two games in overtime. They were very close to um, you know actually borderline being playoff a playoff time. team. But I'm not buying the hype right now. I do like the future. A lot, but I'm going under eight and a half. I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a six or seven win team with a lot of close games. You know, I agree with you a lot, and, I, and this was a hard pick for me, but I, I I agree. I agree with you. I'm going under. It's not gonna happen in one year. I just don't see it happening. I need them to. I want to see what happens when they go through a losing streak because it will happen. They're gonna lose multiple games. What's gonna happen? Is There'll OBJ. be some frustration setting in. You know, Beckham and Landry, even though they did play together over at LSU, but you know, the frustration will be there's there. There's a lot of character. Both those guys have a lot of character within themselves, and you know, frustration will settle in. You know, if one person if there's a game where Odell only gets three targets and Landry gets twelve, or vice versa. Right. You no, know, it's gonna happen. You know, anytime you go through a losing streak, you know, frustration settles in. So, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Next one. Eric Ebron, uh, when asked about Gronk and and his history and everything like that, uh, went ahead and said that he's going to break Gronk's TD record, which is 17. So Under. <laughs> I don't even have to ask. Under. Him. Yeah, look, Eric Ebron, I think, is a great talent for that team. I think he's going to be something big for them. You know, Andrew Luck used him very well last year. Trust me, we were on the receiving end of a lot of that. We we're bad against the tight end historically. I think he's going to get double-digit touchdowns. I do. I think he'll get maybe 10 or 12 around That's that That's a reasonable area. number. Right. I don't think him, he's going to get 17. I don't. I mean, Andrew Luck really you know, bounced back great last year. Um, he's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But he's not a Tom Brady. Okay? And um, Gronk 
played his whole career under Tom Brady, a system guy. And everybody knows that when you go to Tom Brady, even if you didn't start your career with him and you come later on in your career, you make numbers. Look at Randy Moss. You know, played oh, yeah. in Minnesota forever. He goes there, he blows up. Tom Brady just is Tom Brady. He just makes people look great. He makes the he makes the worst players look better. And that's yeah. why and that's why a lot of their receivers will leave, go sign big contracts with other teams and then all of a sudden the production goes away. It, it, it look is. at Wells yeah. Welker. Yes, absolutely. And um I think Ebron's a great pickup for them, no doubt about it. And the Colts are going to be a very tough team to deal with this year. I mean, I have them as um one of my I think I have them representing the AFC and the um uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, if I remember correctly, when we did our predictions, mm. uh, either them or um, winning the, um, you know, their division, obviously. But it's going to be um, a very good team, but definitely going under, though. I don't see them getting 17 or more touchdowns. No way. No way. I, I don't even think it's going to be anywhere. Like I said, I think double digits. 11 or 12 is what I predict. Something yep. like that. I can agree with that. All right. Next topic, Des Bryant, your boy Des. Yeah. He is – what looks like healthy again, running routes for the first time on uh, on turf. Looked pretty good with his cuts. I was happy to see him back on the field after that after the injury last year. It was rough. I I did you know I was scared. Kind of felt bad for him, you know. Just got picked up by the Saints and yep. first practice went down. You know, kind of like Ruben Foster, who we hadn't talked about, but yep, we'll you always have that later. Yeah, you always have those unfortunate situations where guys just get out there, man, and uh, unfortunate things yeah. happen. Unfortunate things. I am um, I, I uh, talking about Dez. I don't know, Wes. Uh, Will he I be mean, on a roster week one? I don't think so, to be I, honest I with you. you know, um, I mean, it all really depends on what happens during, you know, fall camp, you know, before when they break camp. I mean, you are going to get a lot of injuries. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy that hasn't played live football in almost two years. So, it's not like there's a huge demand for Des Bryant. And um, do I think he's going to play again in the NFL? I do. But – I think it might be somewhere in the middle towards the later end of the season when a team that's making a push for the playoffs maybe have to pick up a big body or another receiver, you know, via depth or whatnot, pick him up for cheap. Maybe he can help out, maybe he can't. But the longer you're out of the game, the harder it is to get back in. Ain't that the truth? And and Des is an interesting story to me. I know he had issue, you know, he had some issues with health. Obviously, he's had problems uh, on the sidelines with coaching staff and players alike. The guy started 99 games so far. Yeah, he started in 99 games so far. He's only 30 years old. I mean, we look at this guy like he's ancient, but he's not. Because he was so productive throughout his whole career, you know. Yeah. I can't believe he's only 30. That shot me, uh, Wes. I thought he was about 32 or 33. Nope, only 30 years old. And, you know, three straight seasons with over over 1,200 yards. He had 12, 13, and 16 touchdowns respectively. And that's, again, from the 2012 to 2014 season before he started seeing some drop-off in games. 15, he goes down to nine games. You know, 16, he, he's hit and miss. He's 13 games played. Um, he gets about, you know, only 50 receptions, but he's only targeted 96 times. Um, and then his last season with Dallas, he ended up with 69 touchdowns and six touchdowns. So the production definitely did drop off, but there was other, you know, talent around him. You have Dak coming in, Romo coming out. Things change. Right. I'd like to see him get an opportunity somewhere. I'd see, like to see him get, to get see him try out somewhere. And I hate saying this, but picking up Des could be a total Patriots move. It could be. I mean, if you know, if anybody can, you know, take that risk and turn a player that everybody thinks is dead, 
you know, uh, Bill Belichick and Brady and company uh, can bring him back to life. Yeah, we I mean, know that. You touched on it earlier. Uh, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. You thought his yeah. career was over in Oakland. Yeah, and yeah. he ended up winning the Super Bowl and having a great year. I don't even know what the numbers career are. Career year, big, but I mean, yeah, career it was ridiculous. Year. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see with OB or with I'm sorry, not OBJ, Des Bryant, and see how he does. But to answer the question, I I don't see him on a roster week one. I don't even see him touching training camp at all, interviewing for teams. I I hope to see him on the field at some point in the future because I like to see him play. He's fun to watch. Right. Yeah. But he's and he's also a stubborn guy. I mean, I don't yeah. want to say stubborn as far as you know. He knows his value and he knows you know what he can bring to a team, and everybody else knows that he's proven it in and out. But I think he's going to be a guy that's just going to sit and wait for the right situation. Agreed. And he's not. I don't think he's going to go to anywhere but a contender. Agreed. Yeah, I, I mean, at this point in your career, you're you not going to see well. him go to the Jets or you know no. some team that's not going to contend this year. It, it has to be a contender. Yeah, he's not going to go to the Dolphins or you know he's going to go to a contender because he wants he wants to get a ring. He's very competitive. Yes, yes, as he should be. Yeah. Uh, Wagner, Bobby Wagner, Seahawks trying to get a deal done. He is representing himself. Do they get it done? Yeah, they have to. I mean, there's they can't let him go. I mean, they. Um, I mean, he's looking to get a deal like C.J. Mosley got. You know, there's a lot of demand. C.J. Mosley signed a five-year deal for $85 million, which is um, that's a big deal. But um, the Seahawks, I mean, Wagner is their guy. They lost a lot on defense. We know how they lost um, Earl Thomas, um, that whole secondary with Richard Sermon a couple of years ago. Um, who's a guy that uh, went to the uh, Eagles last year, defense, and now he's um, – uh, You're talking about Michael Bennett? Michael Bennett. Yeah. And um, – they have to sign him, and and I think they're going to get the deal done. And I think he's going to get you know CJ Mosley money. I mean, they he is the heart and soul of that defense, and his numbers have proved it. If you oh, look yeah. at his numbers, I mean, they're ridiculous. Yeah, so. he's 981 tackles combined, 591 right. solos, uh, 60 QB hits. He's got a safety in his career. I mean, you're talking 2018, 138 combined tackles, 133, 17, 168 in 2016. I mean, the guy. Is out there balling. He's that guy that's going to come in and get that final hit if, if, if somebody's struggling to get him down. I mean, that's what the, that's what the numbers show to me. That's what they yeah, show to me. Yeah, he is. And everything that I've uh, researched and read about is that um, eventually the deal is going to get done. I mean, oh, yeah. they can't let him walk. And they need um, they need defense. Obviously, they signed Russell Wilson, that huge contract. And um, their offense is going to be, I don't know. You know, their offense really doesn't, you know, scare you that much right no. now and you know bobby wagner is that guy he is the heart and soul of that defense there's no way they don't get it done i think they sign him here within the next week or so it's going to be tough though with that big deal that uh russell wilson's got now and then trying to create offensive weapons for russell wilson i mean i know they got dk metcalf and that's great but he still needs some work right. he's a rookie i mean yep. you can't depend on a rookie to come no. in and make an immediate impact for no you like and he's not going to have that impact but uh, touching on wagner i mean the guy's missed two games in four years he's getting buku tackles which is great because that's what made it so easy for that secondary to be successful. So, yeah, I agree with you. they got to get a deal done. I don't know how they're going to get it done and, and continue to build that offense, but that's why I don't make the contracts. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, McCoy, leaving the Buccaneers, they filled that gap extremely quick and brought in Indomitian Sue. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, you get rid of McCoy – and, um, I mean, you, you bring in a guy who arguably is one of the best um, interior defense linemen in the last decade. Yep. Um, you know, they got rid of, you know, they got rid of McCoy. And, um, you know, by picking up, you know, they got rid of that $13 million salary. They signed, I think, first of all, the contract numbers for Sue were $9.2 million in a one-year deal with incentives that could be up to $10 million. And 
I mean, they have McCoy and my boy Vita Vey, who was their first-round yep. pick out of Washington last year. You're talking about two massive human beings right there playing the three technique up front. It's it, it's very intriguing. But, I mean, I think the Bucks ended up with a pretty good deal, though. I mean, in the end, they ended up trading, you know, Gerald McCoy or, and, you know, got rid of his $13 million salary. And right. they picked up uh, an Dominican Sue and uh, defense end Shaquille Barrett, who combined costs is costing Green, uh, Green Bay $13 million this season. So it's kind of like a two-for-one deal. I mean, sure. I mean, he didn't have the Sue didn't have the great numbers last year over in the Ram at the Rams that we thought he would be. But why not? I mean, yeah, and like you said, basically, you know, it's a trade in, trade out sort of situation. They let him go, they let him walk, and then in comes, you know, the two deals that they get with Sue and Barrett yeah. uh, to Tampa Bay. I think that's a great move, and I think Arians is if there's going to be a coach that's going to keep that them all under control, it's going to be Bruce Arians. I think a lot of yeah. a lot of players in the league have respect for that guy. Yeah, and he's a gritty coach, you know. Um, McVay is more of an offensive mind guy over there and, yes. um, with the Rams, and um, it didn't work out. You know, I think like Sue wanted to, but um, I think you know, I think that was a good, good pickup for the Bucks. Yeah, I mean they need it. So. Yeah, I'll be uh, curious to see how he does on his own again. You know, yeah. I mean, I know Vita yeah. Vey is there. I understand that. Yeah, he, I mean, he was a rookie last year, and uh, you know, he's a massive human being, at like 340 pounds, and they invested a lot in him. Yeah. And, you know, that that's a good learning tool. You know, Vita Vey, that, having Sue there is a great learning tool for him. So. And, but yeah, and, but uh, Vita Vey is no, in no respect, and nor I, I do I think you're going this route, is in no respect in Aaron Donald. And oh, Sue no. is yeah, going to yeah, have to pick yeah. up his game where you could probably let it slide a little bit and get away with it with Aaron Donald right, right next to him. He's going to well, have to pick up his game. He's going to, you know, Sue's going to be the leader of that defense in the front right there. I mean, that's why they brought him in for it because, yep. like you said, last year being at the Rams, Aaron Donald was actually the guy, you know, or he is currently the guy, you know, when it comes to defense line in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, Sue's going to have to take in that leadership role and kind of be a teacher, and um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, kind of skipping around here, extra point with Wes and Bobby. talking uh, Right now we're talking free agent signings. Yeah. Uh, I want to take a little shift to retirees. We had Pac-Man Jones retire today after 12 seasons. Pac-Man Jones had kind of an up-and-down career. I mean, he was definitely successful on the field, but off the field is usually where the problem persisted. I mean, the dude's got in trouble more times than I can keep track of. Yeah, he's always been known as the guy that was always getting stirred up in some type of off-field issues. Uh, hell of a talent. God, I remember when he was playing at West Virginia. Oh, yeah. And uh, just, uh, just an amazing football player that just, um, you know, just was always into something. You know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what he played was eleven or twelve years. I think he played twelve, 12 years. 12, Tight, yep. Yeah, who did he play for? Twelve seasons for the Titans, Cowboys, Bengals, and Broncos. Um, and again, the off the field sort of incidents kind of kind of hit full face in two thousand seven at the Las Vegas uh, Gentlemen's Club during NBA All Star Weekend. He ended up getting a suspension for the entire season for that, and then he didn't play in two thousand nine either. So he could have played fourteen seasons. He only played twelve. Um, he played seven games for the Broncos in, eight, in twenty eighteen. Finished. Play, is playing career appearing in 146 games, 104 starts, totaling 522 tackles, 17 interceptions, and 97 passes defended. He also was a, a specialist returner, uh, almost had two grand as far as return yards, five touchdowns, on, and then uh, that's on 192 punt returns and 3,232 yards and on 125 kickoffs. He did release the following statement through his uh, longtime agent, Peter Schaefer. Uh, how do I start my next chapter? Well, I start by first turning the page and closing out on one of the most thrilling chapters of my life, a chapter that started as just a dream from a kid, or as a kid from Boat Rock, a dream that became reality with the blessings of God Almighty, hard work, the dedication to not give up, and a village of prayer warriors surrounding me. I stand tall and proud as I announce that this beautiful, life-changing ride that I have been on in the National Football League has come to the end. I'm officially hanging up my cleats with no regrets. And he continued to go on after that, but... 
great career on the field. Like I said, great career on the field. I hated playing against the Titans when he was there because it seemed yeah. every every time you knew you were getting picked off at least once, if not twice. He's 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 an ultimate competitor. I mean, you know, every time Pac-Man was on the field, you know, he's going to make a play. You know, he was kind of undersized for his position, he but was. he played way bigger than what his size was. And like you said, Wes, I mean, um, he played for the Cowboys for a couple of years, and he made some great plays. I think he returned maybe two or three punt returns for us in the two years that he was with us. But, yeah, if you were playing against him, you knew that all quarterbacks and everybody had their eyes on Pac-Man because he was out there making plays. And he had a really good career. He did. He did have a really good career. So congratulations to him on his retirement. I hope his uh, post-game is uh, a lot more successful and yeah. i hope he enjoys retirement and doesn't go too crazy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately i hate to say this so but i hope uh, we don't see him in the news here in the future yeah. for uh, any reasons besides good reasons right ziggy Ansa, one of the biggest free yeah. agent signings that got picked up while we were on you know while we were yeah gone. we were talking about that in the previous couple of previous shows about our top free agents available at the time and i know ziggy was my number one and your number one mm-hmm. and i just forgot to mention that when we were talking about the uh, seahawks but great pickup man i love this kid oh, man. Yeah. yeah i mean you know the detroit lions had him as their franchise player and uh they let him go and um the seahawks would lose a michael bennett you know they had needed some help there in the um in the front and ziggy Ansa is a beast man i mean yeah. he's not that old man i think the guys the kid's only 27 man i'd say 26 27 i mean he's been in the league for maybe what six seven years yeah uh, Anza's going to sign a deal with a $5.5 million guarantee and $8 million more tied to incentives. Um, to clarify a little further, his uh, base salary is going to be $9 million and can max out to up to $13 million. And that's according to Ian Rappaport. Depending on which report is more accurate, the max value of the contract is between 13 and $13.5 million. How many years is that? I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't catch the, the, the years, uh, but I would assume looking at those one numbers, one at the most. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a great signing with Ziggy Ansa. I, I do like that move there. I think that's good for them as far as a culture standpoint too. A lot less uh, dramatic coming from him than Michael Bennett and your Richard Sherman's. Not to say that it was good or bad, but you, it keeps that defense quiet. Yeah, I mean, as long as he signed Bobby Wagner, obviously who's their number one priority they right now. Get him then, yeah, I they mean, you get got him signed. and um, Ansa right there. Then that's definitely going to help the defense. Like I said. Wagner's got to sign. He should sign here within the next week or two. Yeah, and I, I believe after uh, after uh, Ziggy Ansa signed, he did end up getting some shoulder surgery as well. Yeah. Um, which well, hopefully he heals up quick. I'm sure he'll be fine. I don't see that. It was kind of one of those situations like Demarcus Lawrence, you know, where right. a guy saying, "Hey, you know, if you want me, then I'm, I'm gonna hold off on my surgery until I know that I'm, you know, the deal is sealed." So. Yeah, and that still leaves people like Eric Berry, Trey Boston on on the market. You know, those yeah. big names. Yeah. I think those guys will be picked up, you know, right around camp time or right before the season starts. So I think somebody will definitely take a chance on Eric Berry mm-hmm. and Boston. Yeah. Another player working on a uh, current contract is uh, Kyle Rudolph. He's in the last year of his his uh, original deal. Uh, the Vikings offered him a five year extension, which it seems he's not too interested in at this point. We'll see what happens with that. I know he wasn't too excited about Irv Smith coming into town, and I know he did not and will not take a pay cut. Yeah, I mean, that's another situation. I mean, Kirk Cousins, you know, needs weapons. I know they got Irv Smith out of Alabama, who's kind of a raw player. I'm not sure he's going to be that first-day immediate, you know, immediate-type impact-type player. I mean, Rudolph is a veteran. Um, we know what he can do. You know, he's not going to light up the um, the stat lines or whatnot. So, um, 
I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to look for that right, you know, situation scenario right now because, you know, his days are kind of numbered as far as his career, maybe two or three years left in his career, if that. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. It will be. Uh, an unfortunate, but it's pa- just... Patrick Peterson, yeah. Yep, yep. Patrick Peterson uh, gets suspended for PED violation. That was really... I did not like hearing about that. I was very upset to hear about that when it yeah. came up. Um, really high standards player. Somebody that a lot of people look to as a, one of the better ballers in the league, for sure. Yeah. Um, busted. PED is six games. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they, you know, good thing they drafted uh, Byron Murphy, who kind of slid, you know, in the first round. They picked him up, my boy out of Washington. They picked him up in the first pick in the second round, and he even said something. I was following him on Twitter, how he really looked up to him, and um, didn't expect this out of Peterson, you know. No. One of those guys that's, um, you know, uh, good friends with Larry Fitzgerald, who everybody knows is like the saint of the NFL. Right. But, um yeah, I mean, that's going to open up an opportunity for um, Byron Murphy to, you know, take that starting role. Good thing they picked a guy up, you know, yeah. uh, a DB that has a lot of skills there in the second round. Who knows? Kind of unfortunate for Peterson. and um, It is. It really is, man. Who knows with the PEDs nowadays. It, I mean, you know, everybody thinks steroids. Oh, they're putting a needle, you know, in their arm, leg, butt, or whatever. But, I mean, it could be something as simple as, who knows, a fetching or whatnot. But, yeah, unfortunate to hear that. It, it really was. I, I hope that I hope I never hear about him in the news like that again because I really do appreciate him and respect him as a player. But that that, that put a hit on it for me. Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure there'll be more, more stuff that comes out later. I know that the subject's kind of died down a little bit right now, but we'll see where it goes from here. Stick with some injuries over here. Yep, we're going to stick with some injuries. We're going to move over to Nick Bosa, your number uh, number two overall pick going to the 49ers. Hamstring injury, not a, not a, a new thing for him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not major. It's a grade one. You know, they're saying in a few weeks, obviously, he's not going to finish out uh, minicamp or OTAs that they're doing right now. But, I mean, it's something that they worried about before they drafted him. You're talking about a guy that's had injury um, issues, even dating back to St. Thomas Aquinas High School over here in Fort Lauderdale. And then when he went to Ohio State, he suffered some injuries. And obviously, last year, he played, I think, the first game or two over at Ohio State and got banged up and yep. said he was going to shut it down. Yep. And then now to have your number two pick in the draft, you know, come up with a nagging injury. I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be in panic mode right now, but it's something that, you know, it's something that you got to have in the back of your mind right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, know, not what you want to hear, you know, especially drafting a guy that has, you know, known for injury issues. That's not something that you want to hear the first couple days of OTAs. Yeah, he's not going to obviously participate for the next few weeks. I mean, there's no sense for him really to be part of OTAs right now in May and even early June. And they're even considering keeping him out the – three-day mandatory mini camp the 11th through the 13th it's not official but that's a consideration and he's actually not the only player to get injured uh, out of san francisco safety jimmy ward suffered a broken collarbone as well uh diving for a ball in otas Oof. yeah that's uh he's out for the rest of spring ota workout sessions and is going to have surgery or already has had surgery he had it the, the friday of the injury um so i'm sure he'll be good he'll be out for eight weeks but he'll be ready for training camp that that's nothing serious but it is annoying injury i can tell you i've been lucky enough to avoid that injury my brother actually suffered it twice playing football knocked him out for the whole season yeah yeah it's not something that uh you can just rub dirt on it and no get back at no you got to get that surgery yeah speaking about injuries now i think definitely the biggest one yet would definitely be reuben foster oh yes reuben foster yeah i'll tell you what man i'll be honest with you obviously i'm a cowboys fan and you know growing up in the dc area all my buddies i grew up with are redskins fans right I actually got to feel bad for these guys, man, a little bit, the Redskins fans. I mean, this team is snake bit when it comes to injuries, man. Yes. Dating back to 
RG, Joe Theismann, RG3, and then, um, you know, just last year with Alex Smith. And, you know, now there was high expectations. You know, it was a controversial pickup getting Ruben Foster, you know, with his off-field issues. But everybody knows what type of football player he is. And then the third play of OTAs, yep. non-cocked at injury, you go out and – I saw the video. Poor guy was, you know, crying and screaming when he was getting carted him. off. And all my buddies that are Redskins fans, you know, they sent me on the group text that we're in. And they're just like, this is unbelievable, man. I mean, that team is literally snake bit when yeah. it comes to injuries. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah you, you nailed it. I mean, Redskins coach Jay Gruden says, yeah, you know, in regards to it, yeah, we move forward. I think we have a history of having to do that at all positions. They cannot catch a break. Oh, 90% yeah. – or, you know, obviously not literally, but 90% of their – Salary cap is invested in QBs right now. I mean, between Haskins, Keenum, you got McCoy, you got obviously Alex Smith on there, all those sorts of things going on. I mean, uh, you're you nailed it on the head. Snake bitten is an understatement. I mean, you're dating. I mean, and that's just a, you know that was just the big name players. You're talking about um, who's a tight end out of Florida that they have Reed. Yep, you know, Jordan he's Reed. He's always injured in and out. Yep. Um, Crowder or uh, Dotson, who they drafted. Crowder, Dotson, Dawson. who they drafted yep. in the first round Geis two years ago. last year. Guys, you know, I mean, this team just cannot. I don't know if it's the strength and conditioning program they have there, or it's just straight bad luck. But I, they, tough I, time to be a Redskins fan right now. I, mean. I think they'd be a half decent team if they could get on the field week one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. We're gonna come back and cover some more topics. Thanks, extra guys. Extra point. Yep. Extra point, Bob West. All right, and we are back. Talking more football, in particular, talking Dallas Cowboys football. I know you got a couple things you want to talk about in particular in regards to Dak and Zeke. Yeah, I mean, we'll start off with Zeke. Everybody knows, um, you know, he uh, had an incident last weekend over at the Las Vegas Music Festival. He didn't get arrested, but he did get detained. I'm sure, you know, most of the football fans and everybody saw the video. Oh, yeah. Really, um, really wasn't much to it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he, you know... They showed an argument with him and his girlfriend, and obviously, you know, he was kind of walking away. There was no physical altercation. Then apparently one of the event staff members kind of said something to him. Then he walked up to him and kind of like did a little chest bump, and the guy did kind of a, you know, a soccer player move and got all dramatic where it fell down and knocked <laughs> over the gate and this and that. And But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Jerry, I mean, Jerry Jones, you know, made a statement today. Uh, you know, in the um, in the Dallas News Network, he said, uh, in terms of uh, status with us, um, it has not been impacted in any way, Jerry said, quote, unquote. And frankly, I know how conscientious he has been this off season, and that's good enough. I don't see that happening or any consequences happening for us or him getting punished in the NFL. My feelings on that are... I mean, you know, Zeke obviously had some prior issues being suspended for six games a few years ago for two years ago, as a matter of fact, for some issues, you know, with that texting with his girlfriend. Uh, he never got charged. Right. I don't think it was fair for him to get suspended for that amount of time since there was literally no you know, charges brought up or anything. And um, I think he might have been kind of a victim, you know, through, you know, some text messages, you know, um, just being a victim. But personal opinion of mine is uh disappointed yes a little bit um you're you're the running back for the dallas cowboys you're the start you're arguably the best running back in the nfl one of the biggest stars in the nfl stay out the spotlight you know um 
okay, you're 22, 23 years old. I get it. You're going to go out and have fun. Oh, you're yeah. Drinking. It Tons is, of money. Tons of money. Like, I mean, and you've had a great off season as far as personal, you know, your personality wise. Uh, just a matter of fact, just like two weeks before that, that young kid that got shot and killed, that star running back um, out of the St. Louis High School over in Illinois, which is a tough neighborhood, you know, yeah. where Zeke grew up. Um, you know, he paid for the whole funeral for the whole family and this and that. So things are going great. And then you have this come up. Right. Do I think he should get punished? No. Disappointed? Yes. Um, kind of not the way I wanted the offseason, you know, to end. But um, I don't think there's going to be major consequences. Hopefully we can move on from it. I don't think there should be any consequences at all for him in, in particular. The main reason for me why is it sounded – from what I saw and what I witnessed, obviously – he is in in an inebriated state to a whole nother level. There's no denying that if you watch the video. But two, right. he was having a conversation with his girlfriend. Somebody pulled their phone out and followed them out into the parking lot, which TMZ will take whatever they can get nowadays. But I think that was a private conversation that should have been left alone. Nobody got hurt from the situation. And again, the whole flopping deal by the security guard. With Zeke right there as well. He gets detained. He does not get arrested. I agree with Jerry Jones. Nothing should happen to him. I'll even go as far as to say he shouldn't be disciplined. I think there should be a conversation behind closed doors with him, Jerry, and, uh, and, um, geez, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, you with Jason Garrett. Right. With all three of them, they need to sit behind closed doors and say, look, talk to us about the situation. If there's something serious that is not in this tape that's going to go further, let us know about it now so we can get out right. in front of it, which I don't think there is. Right. But you need to have that conversation with them. And then Jerry Jones needs to, needs to throw his expectations out there you know, moving forward. But again, as far as in the media, I'll, I think Jerry Jones handled it perfectly. I applaud the way he handled it because, again, this is him just going out having a yeah. good time. He's 23 years old. He's got money. Yeah, yeah he's going to want to have a good time. When you're a big superstar nowadays, especially with, you know, technology and Snapchat and, you know, phones, everybody has a phone on them. You know, oh, yeah. Like 95% of people carry a phone on them. So, I mean, especially with if you're – With camera and video. And you're, you're Zeke Elliott. You're walking around. And obviously, he's been drinking or doing yep. whatever. Uh, wearing a LeBron James jersey. You know, yeah. and, and Zeke's not hard to point out with his no, big old with throw his beard and his throw, beard yeah. and all he's, that. He's a goofy so guy. But. He needs to know better that, you know, when you're out in the public, you are the center of attention. You know, you're Ezekiel Elliott. You're going to be the center of attention. A funny thing was, though, that the uh, Jerry, I think two days after that, they started negotiations for a long-term contract. Yeah. So I don't think it really bothered him that much. But Yeah, as, uh, as recent as 522, the extensions for Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper remain the priority for Dallas. And it should because you, it's your QB and it's your uh, it's your wide receiver, but um, Zeke and the Cowboys are on the same page regarding a new deal. Yeah, they are, and um, you know, just apparently, I think just yesterday, I think you know they're in negotiations with Dak right now. Right. Apparently, they gave him an offer that he rejected. Okay. I don't know the numbers, but apparently, he just counter offered today. So there's a lot of action going in the front office with the Cowboys right now. From what I heard, that I think you know, uh, Dak's looking at getting thirty plus, you know, thirty million, at least thirty million dollars a year, you know, for his contract, which is um, <laughs> that's pretty high. I think what Russell Wilson get, what Russell get about thirty, thirty three, thirty four million dollars a year. So that's a lot to ask, roughly. You know, yes, for a player like Dak, I mean, his product. I mean, he's a he's a decent quarterback. I mean, his numbers aren't like what Russell Wilson's no. and uh, Matt Stafford and. Um, Aaron Rodgers, but then again, you're the Cowboys, you're Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Obviously, you know, you're 
going to have, you know, you're going to offer a high demand. You know, yeah. So. And then going back to Russell Wilson, his is a four-year, $140 million extension, uh, which uh, which included a $65 million signing bonus and then 107 of it of the totals guaranteed, averaging 35. Just yeah. So just a, just a, 35, uh, right. Okay. So a million more he's averaging a year. He's definitely not Dak being the person I'm talking about. He's definitely not no going to hit way. those numbers. Right. I could see him around 30 million. Yeah. I've had several conversations with several people about this and – I always say the priority to me is to keep, you know, get Mari Cooper and Zeke down because Zeke is your offense. But I mean, with Zeke, yeah, you know, Dallas isn't, you know, you know, I mean, it's a it's a good position, a bad position to be in right now because we have to sign Zeke, Dak, um, and Amari. Yep, and you just and, you just um, put a bunch of money in that Demarcus Lawrence deal too, so that's a lot of cap gone there. Absolutely, and then um, don't forget, you know. Um, uh, our linebackers over there um, yep. are going to be Van Der Esch, uh, Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith, and Van Der Esch. Well, um, they got unfor- un- Unfortunately, I think that um, I don't see um, Jalen Smith probably being a Cowboy after this season. Yeah, with all the signings that we need to do, if we want to keep Amari and sign Dak and sign Zeke, they're not. I mean, Van Der Esch is our future. We drafted him last oh, yeah. year in the first round. He's a stud too. So he's, he's a stud. So I, you know, I think you know. Um, and uh, Jalen Smith's going to have high demand in the market next year. I mean, he will. There's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to be wanting to give him a lot of big money, and I just don't see how the Cowboys are going to be able to Hang funnel on. all that money between Zeke, Dak, um, Amari, and um, and Jalen Smith. One of them are going to be, uh, you know, one of them is going to be out. I would have to say Jalen Smith because uh, you know we got Van Der Esch. He'll be in yeah. his second year, so and then you, you can find more talent at linebacker, quarterback, running right. back, wide receiver. A little harder to come by, especially the talent that you have and what you sunk into Amari Cooper one. So that deal's got to get done. That has to be done, right? I mean, I think it was quoted today that um, they asked Dak, uh, "Have you heard anything about the deal going on with um, Amari Cooper?" He's like, "No, I have no details. I just hope that he is a guy that I'm gonna be throwing the football for, you know, oh, yeah. uh, too, for the next uh, few years." So. Oh yeah, and and hopefully he is because I like that that one two right there. I think that can be something special. Right. As far as the deal, somebody's gonna have to take less money, and that yeah. that's what I want to see is who's taking less money because I guarantee you, uh, Van Der Esch, if he continues playing on the pace he's playing right now, he's gonna reset the linebacker market. Right. Um, Amari Cooper has potential to get up there in the wide receiver market. He's not gonna reset it, but he's gonna get up there. And he's looking for his first major contract. Correct. Though, you know, because he just finished off kind of. I think it was his what five year rookie contract. He's still a baby, so he's you know everybody's you know your second your second contract outside of your rookie contract is your arguably your, your big biggest one. one yeah. You know, so he's gonna demand it, and I don't blame him. I mean, no. the numbers he put up last year for the last seven games that he played with us were ridiculous. So yeah, I mean, he he put I mean, up just I, some. Ri- Ridiculous numbers. I mean, nine games, like you said, he was targeted 76 times in nine games. That's almost 10 attempts a game. 53 of them were, were caught, 725 yards. And that's uh, literally just with Dallas alone. Put that with six And a new down. system and a new quarterback, yep. you know. I mean, just imagine if he was with them all year long. Like 753 yards in mm-hmm. nine games. How many touchdowns? Uh, six. Six touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy numbers right there. Compared to six games. And there was with no the chemistry. You know, he kind of just got thrown to the wolves when he got there. Oh, there was yeah. no chemistry. Oh, yeah. Well, it was an immediate uh, morale boost when he got out of Oakland, though. So, I mean, he, you know, obviously, one, I don't care who you are, you're going to be excited playing for Dallas. And two, he gets out of a bad situation in Oakland. And I think he got out of there just in time, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, one of those guys is going to be. Left out, and I would have to say Jalen Smith, unfortunately, will be. It's going to hurt, but somebody's going to get a good linebacker. Somebody's going to get a, a great linebacker, and we'll, we'll see how that plays out. 
moving forward, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into some other topics right now. Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe is coming up on a big contract. The guy's been playing lights out, out of his mind, um, and it only has continued to improve since Dante Fowler has left the third overall pick from a few years back. He is a leader, no question, on that defense, uh, but he needs to get a deal done. Now, the thing with him is that he is not skipping OTAs. He's been to every OTA session, voluntary. Uh, yeah, he's he, not holding out. He's not going to hold out in, in any way uh, at all. But he said, do not forget, I know my value. Now, I'm trying to pick a side on this, whether I think he should sit out. I Well, I think it's extremely admirable that he's playing, and it's as long as he stays healthy, it's only going to help him. Right. Now, if I was him, I don't know if I would have participated in voluntaries. I'd show up. But I don't know if I'd play. Right. Yeah. Um, now, he's he watched this mega deal with Demarcus Lawrence go through. I mean, he's putting up not the same numbers, but he's pretty dang close. Frank Clark, same thing. Trey Flowers, same thing. D. Ford, same thing. He's right there with right. them. Right. I mean, I don't think he expects Demarcus Lawrence, you know, no, numbers when it comes no, to pay. But I mean, not. you know, pass rushers are they're not a dime a dozen in the NFL right. nowadays. And, and so. he's playing on a lot smaller salary too. He was drafted 69th overall. Um, and he's already got 29 half sacks. He's third all-time in Jacksonville sack league. Yeah, that's ridiculous right yeah. there, man. I mean, yeah, he's definitely a uh, playmaker and um, needs to be on that team. It's interesting to see how the contract's going to work out with this because I can see both points and counterpoints. Point being within Yannick and Gakwe, the dude is balling out. I mean, easy, easy for a subject. I deserve to be paid on playing good, which he does. Right. Second question is what's going to happen when he gets that deal and not maybe not this year, but next year Calais Campbell retires. You're going to lose Marcel Darius because he's going to go. He took a pay cut to stay this year, so he's not going yeah. to stay. You still have Josh Allen on the outside, which is great. You're going to have Taven Bryan filling in the interior and probably keep Aubrey Jones unless you, you draft somebody else or get a big free agent signing, which I don't see because Jacksonville is tight on cap right now. And I think they need to invest a little bit in the secondary right now. Ronnie Harrison's their starting uh, safety. We'll see how he does out of Alabama. I think he'll be just fine. But that's going to be the counterpoint is, you know, well, we're not going to have these same players on defense in a few years. You're going to have to be the main stud. Are you still going to be able to get around that edge? Are you still going to be able to get to those people? My answer is yes, he is. I think he deserves that contract long term. And you're going to have to cut where need be, whether it be, you know, your big free agent signing Norwell. You bite the bullet on that. You're right. going to have some money freed up after this year from Bortles. That killed our cap as well. Uh, Nick Foles, the big contract with him. you got to try and think about what you're going to do with Fournette. you got Miles Jack. I don't see Bouye being here maybe, but this season and. I really don't even want to commit to next season yet on him, especially. What about Barry Church? It would have to be for the right amount of money. Right. It would have to be right. I think he's a great leader for that defense. I think it's somebody that would be great to have with uh, Bouye and uh, and uh, Jalen, of course. Um, but then you got to think about him as well. Jalen's going to reset the market for cornerback. Oh, I no, can't no tell question you. about it. I mean, and deservingly so. I mean, oh, hundred percent. I mean, he's. I mean, Jalen's going to get like you said. He's going to reset the market. He's going to get what he wants. Yep. And, and I see um, Ngakwe though um, as a potential uh, franchise tag next year. You know, for the Jags. Yep. You? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's always that option right there. If they can't settle a deal by then, he'll get franchise tag. Yep. He's and, not going anywhere. And in that position, you get franchise. I mean, this year, I think the franchise tag set for defensive ends. You know, uh, Demarcus Lawrence turned down. I think it was like twenty-one million or something like that. You know, just for one year. As a, for the franchise tag, and I mean, Ngakwe is going to have that option. Obviously, players want to ser- uh, sign a long-term deal, but you got to franchise tag him if you can't sign him. So since coming into the league in 2016, like I said, he's got 29 and a half sacks, which fits, sits third all time um, for Jacksonville sacks. Uh, which is, you know, we're a young team. You're not expected. You're not going to have all the crazy high numbers. During that time, he has more sacks than Demarcus Lawrence, D. Ford, Trey Flowers, and only. 
tra- only trail is Clark by two and a half sacks. Wow. All those big players that just get big contracts. The kid out of Maryland grew up in D.C., DMV yeah. area. Yeah. He's going to get paid. Dude's going to get paid. No hey, I mean, numbers don't lie, you know, so – yeah, I mean, he's going to get paid. If it's not with the Jaguars, it'll be with somebody else. Oh, it, it'll, it'll be with Jacksonville. It, like you said, you made a very good point. If he does not get the deal done, he's getting tagged. He's going to get tagged. He's going to yeah. get tagged, 100%. Yeah. 100% going to get tagged. Well, moving forward from that, looks like we uh, we did a good comeback show so far. Uh, yeah. Going forward, though, um, football season starting up here soon. I mean, we're getting ready to hit June. You know, so we got June and July. Camp opens up in August. Wes and I are working on some things. We're going to do some pregame shows for the Jags. Yes. Either over at Scott's Cork and Pint or the Brass Tap in Palm Coast. Yes. Like to do like an hour and a half or two hour show before the game starts. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, um, looking forward to it. Sorry we weren't around for the last month. A lot of things are going on, but things are starting to slow down right now. Summertime is coming. Summertime is coming yeah. in full. Football speed. is in the air right now, so yes, it's um it's gonna be a good season, man. I can't wait, oh, man. Wes, we gotta hit up a game this year, man. I don't um, know which ones you have circled out that you want to go to. Well, but. I can tell you three games. I promise you, I'll be at which ones. Talk week, to me. Week one, Kansas City, Jacksonville. Oh, I God. will be there. Yeah. I cannot not yeah, man, that give game. me the nosebleeds in that <laughs> game. <bro>. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll stand wherever you need me to put me on top of the scoreboards. I'll stand there. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, that's, I, I will be at that game. God, that's a great matchup. Week I, one. I yeah. am so excited. I'm excited to see Patrick Mahomes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the win, but it's going to be exciting to see Patrick Mahomes out there playing that defense for them playing. I want to see how Mahomes goes against Ramsey and Boye this season because the season's going to yeah. be different now that they have tape. And on. don't forget though, you, you know, they're not they're not going to have Tyreek Hill nope. probably and uh, Cream, Cream Hunt. Gone. You know, Cream Hunt's gone, so it's going to be a little bit different look offense over there for uh, Kansas City. Yep, Chris Conley going against his former team week one. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see Nick Foles' debut. Nick Foles' debut with Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll yeah, see how that'll, he does that'll there. be a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. Next one. Yeah. Got to do it. I got to. I got to see the future Hall of Famer play. Uh, Jacksonville versus New Orleans Saints. Oh yeah. In Jacksonville, yeah. I'll yeah. be at that one as God, well. God, oh, I didn't know that they played here. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've never seen Breeze play live. Neither have yeah. I. I. I always. Hate when is that? Play. Is that early in the season? Or is uh, that no, mid? Or? It's, it's about midway through the is season. It midway? Yeah. I, I always regretted not being able to see Peyton Manning play. I wanted to see him play so bad. Yeah, I, just, I, got, I had the opportunity to see him play actually here in Jacksonville when my buddy good. played for the Jags uh, when he was with the Colts. and Yeah, yeah. I, I always wish I would have got to see him. I got to see Tom Brady in what could have been the best possible scenario yeah. last year where with Bortles just beating him, beating that yeah. defense up for four touchdowns. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more than that. Yeah. It cost us a season, but I don't care. I yeah, got to see yeah. Tom Brady and take some, an L. Some of you, something you'll remember forever, man. Yep. If you have kids and uh, grandkids, you'll be able to tell them all about that. Uh, yeah, I get to say, uh, you know, I saw Tom Brady take his only L versus Jacksonville because that's the only one he's probably ever going to take against us. Yeah. And the last game, I will not be in Jacksonville for. I will be traveling north. Are you barely. going to DC? No, skin, nope. going? I'm going just north, not too far, going what? to Jacksonville. To the Mercedes Benz Dome oh, to play the Atlanta ATL, Falcons. ATL, yeah. Yep. yep. That's going to be one of the games later in the season. I'll tell you what, though, Wes, you're going to have a treat going to that stadium. Oh, I was there I last year. I was there last year wait. when the Huskies played Auburn to open up the season. And um, that place is like, I've been to Jerry's World before. Oh, it's yeah. not comparable, like, but it's very close, man. That Mercedes-Benz Dome is um, a special, special place, man. Yep. Right downtown ATL. That'll be a great game, too. Week 16. A lot of people have the Falcons, man, as being that team that could, you know, that could rep that NFC, man. Well, I see, don't the know. Falcons are they're a fun conversation to have. You know, one week 
you're thinking they're going to the Super Bowl, and the yeah. next week you don't know what to think of them. I like right. Atlanta. I've always liked Atlanta since they got uh, Matt Ryan out of Boston College. I've always kind of rooted for them in yeah. the sense. I, I, you know, my buddies are Falcons fans, so yep. I always like to root. Yep, Matt, one yep. of the frequent uh, attendees on the show for sure. He'll be there. He's yep. coming down. Yep. He's That'll coming be down. a good matchup seeing Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, kind of checking up with Julio Jones over yep. there, man. And I, I look know. at Julio Jones as the next Larry Fitzgerald from personality oh, no and everything. I mean, the dude's in a contract year. He's not even worried about well, it. When he's – I mean, I'll be honest with you. When he's healthy, man, I think he's the best receiver in the football, he is. man. There's no he question is. He's about my it, number man. one wide yeah. receiver. No, he's no a freak. So. And that's why I'm so excited to see him because I get to see him go against Jalen. Yeah, yeah. And I want to see how Jalen does against him. I know Jalen. You know Jalen's not going to back down, man. That man loves competition. Oh, he yeah. loves going against the big boys, man. Well, I want to see if he can get in Julio's head. I don't think he will. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he'll get in Julio's head, but I want to see him try. He gets into every – Jalen gets into pretty much everybody's Most head. Most notably uh, A.J. So, Green. Yeah, that's part of his game right there. So, yeah. Yeah, those are going to be the games I'm definitely going to, no question about it, that Jags-Falcons game. Who else they got at home, though? Any intriguing other matchups at home? That's maybe? the uh, big one. I mean, you they know. They don't have the Steelers, do they? I thought they had the Steelers no, this year, that, no? No, that was that, – those are the real big ones. I almost right. – I was considering going to Denver for the Broncos-Jags game. I really wanted to. It's just the, the price point. I can't afford it right now. Is that now. the Giants? You guys play the Giants at home this year or no? No. Oh, that was preseason. Yeah, that was preseason. Is that preseason? Oh, okay. Yeah, this is – well, and then we have um, week three, we've got the uh, Titans. That'll be fun. It'll be in yeah, Jacksonville. I mean, I'm thinking know, about division, it. division game. That's well, always yeah, a and good it's, game. It's our, you know? it's our one primetime game of year, our Thursday night game. So, right. you know, we don't yeah. get – we're not allowed to have – It's always a good game when you guys play the Titans, though, man. I mean, yeah. Anytime you play a division, you know, rival, it's yeah. always good. Yeah, they've uh, had our number for several years, unfortunately. So, I – uh, I'm. Uh, it sounds bad. I'm never too excited to go there and see that. Yeah. Um. Because I'm afraid of how it's going to turn out. I've sat up front row in the back. It doesn't matter where I stand. There's no luck for my Jags versus <laughs> the Titans. But in order to take over that AFC South, we got to dominate them this year. I'm going to say it's at least a four and two record in the AFC South alone, just to come out of that division right. on top. Right. So we'll see. You know, is there any games that intrigue you this year for Dallas that you might potentially go all the way to Dallas for? It? That's I mean, a trip. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, there's a few games. I mean, we. Uh. You know, we play. Um. Green Bay at home, you know, that's that's always a, a really big one. Um, yeah. It seems like we play them every year as one of our out-of-conference games, you know. it's uh, Well, and then, I mean, the history on that alone is just, you know, <laughs> I mean, it goes back to that game with Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Do you think that that's the first yeah, game the you throw, think of? The throw, the, the throw, the throw, that's, right. And that's, then uh, the non-catch by Dez, you know, there's been so many of them. Right. Um I mean, you got the the Cowboys and Dolphins there. That's not too crazy. I don't know. Uh, Cowboys Eagles October twentieth. That's a good one. Um, I was trying to see if they made any trips on this side of Florida. It doesn't look like they. We played are. Miami this year, but I think it's that's in Dallas. Be in Dallas. Yeah, so, it's yeah. in Dallas. Yeah, I went a couple of years ago when we played at Tampa. Uh, that was always, that's always a fun place to go see a game over there in Tampa. Beautiful city. So last game of the year might be interesting depending on how the division works out if it's uh it's if it comes down to washington and dallas in dallas that's that's not too bad yeah i mean they got hopefully it doesn't no yeah, <laughs> yeah hopefully it doesn't. right yeah we'll but, see uh, we'll see so you know there's a lot of games coming up that's going to be interesting there's a lot of news that i'm sure we'll be hearing in these next few weeks coming up you know whether it's free agent signings whether it's issues with players whether it's you know I mean, who knows at this point? The NFL's. I mean, this has been a really fun offseason for the NFL. It really has. And, you know, there's still a couple free agents out there, and I'm sure there's going to be some news here in the next few weeks or coming weeks um, that we plan on talking about. But, like I say, things will probably be quiet here just for a little bit. But come here in the uh, middle of June, 
It's going to start turning it up because teams start breaking camp right around July. Yep. So. Not to mention injuries happen. Yeah. Injuries happen left and right. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, for now, that's all we have. We thank you for listening to The Extra Point. We'll be back again next week. We're back to regular scheduling now. Our schedules have completely opened back up. So. Yep. We're good to go now. We're in summer mode. And uh, like I say, you can smell football in the air right now. Wes and I will be consistently doing our thing we're gonna get matt back on the show here like always and get um, us a get us a third perspective you know about his falcons and all that yep exactly should be a really good football season this year man it's gonna be uh be fun It, it, it really will be i'm excited for it um again you can follow us on facebook or on twitter at the extra point can't wait to hear more from you, Bobby. As yes, for me, this yes, is sir. Wes. Thank you for yep. listening to The Extra Point, and we will see you next time. Take care.